0: So here we go, Eight Keys to Victorious Living, 2 Peter chapter 1. I'm reading out of the New King James Version of the Bible, but Peter says this, Simon Peter, a bondservant, apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith, like precious faith, with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. All things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, but also for this very reason, giving all, now pay attention to this word here, diligence. Giving all diligence. That means pay attention, put your effort toward. Giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue to virtue knowledge to knowledge self-control to self-control perseverance to perseverance godliness to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love for if these things are yours and abound you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our lord jesus christ for he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness And has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins therefore brethren be even more diligent there's that word to make your call and election sure for if you do these things you will never stumble the King James says never fall you will never stumble for so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, one thing I notice about uh, this this passage of Scripture that really stands out to me right from the first time I read it is uh, it's interesting that God does not say through the Apostle Peter here that... Uh, if you will pray, I'll add these things to your life. All of these things—faith, virtue, you know, godliness, brotherly kindness, love—I'll add them to your life. Or, if you will, uh, if you will do these certain things, if you will help somebody else, if you'll give some money, if you tithe, then I'll add these things to your life. In this passage of Scripture, Peter never says that God is going to add these things to your life, and he doesn't say. Pray these things. Doesn't say hope these things. Doesn't say think about these things. First of all, it says you add them to your life. You add them. And then he says, if you do these things, if you're diligent to do these things, D O, not D U E, not D E W, but D O, if you do these things, you will never stumble and one of the things I want to emphasize here is the fact that first of all we must establish that this is a message to us from the Holy Spirit through Peter would you agree with that Uh, it's not uh, me writing something or it's not a writing of a uh, you know a famous person or a, you know some civil rights leader or some great orator or a, you know a, a past president or uh, an inspirational leader this is a message to us from the Holy Spirit from the God of the universe gives this message to us okay this we have that established so knowing that we can assume that every word that he gives us he means and is true I would say that if you believe in God and you are a disciple of Jesus, you would believe that these words are true. That being the case, when you read this, how does it not blow you away that he says, if you do, he gave you eight things here. If you do these things, you will never stumble. Not my words. And I think one of the things that happens is, uh, we talked about this last week, I just want to recap it, is we begin to view things through our circumstances. We view life through our circumstances. Uh, we view our success through our circumstances. We view our failures through our circumstances. And ultimately, we begin to view God and our spirituality through our circumstances. It's only natural to do. How could you walk around and say, I'm blessed? I'm highly favored. God loves me and I lack in certain areas. Or uh, I know my attitude wasn't right last week. Or uh, I got a divorce. Or whatever happened in your life. When you begin to look at your life, it's difficult to say, well, I'm blessed. Because we view everything through the glasses of our circumstances. But we've got to get our mind and our hearts changed to understand that God views us through Christ Jesus, who has redeemed us, who has died on the cross for us, who has shed his blood for us, and he now has justified us. There is an atonement, and all of these words mean is that you are right with God. That's what he's really trying to say. Atonement, you know, all that. Listen, you are all right with God. You are all right with him. And so you have to come to that place in your life that no matter where you are, now it doesn't give us an excuse, I always say it, Never an excuse to sin, God forbid, Paul said it. That's not what we're talking about. But no matter where you are in life, no matter what you've done, the Holy Spirit is able if you do these things. Another big word in here is if, 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 if if you do these things. And so when we're not successful in life and when we become depressed and when we look at our circumstances and we begin to look down and not up, I think that one of the places that we ought to look instead of saying, well, you know, it's the man that's got me down, it's the system, it's our president, it's the government, it's where I was born, it's my color, it's my gender, it's because I have no hair, it's because whatever it might be that you might complain about, I think the first place we need to look come on now, is in the mirror. I'm not not throwing stones because I'm talking to Michael. (laughs) Come on now. The first place I need to look is in the mirror because God has given us keys to a victorious life right here. Peter, if you do these things, if you do, these are principles and guidelines that we must adhere to in order to have a victorious life and I think the thing about victory you have to understand remember we defined it last week it's an act of defeating an enemy or an opponent in a battle you're victorious when you defeat the enemy right and you have an enemy and I, I believe that the reason that the, the world is not seeing Jesus is that Christians we're, we're, we're number one we're not filled we're, we're, we're satisfied with attending weekly meetings come on Smith Wigglesworth put it best You know, he said, listen, it's an awful thing to see people who profess to be Christians, lifeless and powerless, and especially when God has given us the keys to victory. And you know what? Uh, So many of us, uh, you know, we're we're so spiritual, and I love it. God God is spirit, and God is a spirit. We know that. And I'm not saying being spiritual is bad by any means because you are a spirit and you are spiritual. But some of us sometimes get so spiritual that we feel like the victory in life is found when we, uh, you know, when we're able to reach into that other realm, uh, out into the heavenlies. And, and we are able to float around and speak in tongues. And, and God saying, listen, I, I want you to do all those things. If you do these eight things, you'll be victorious. You'll never fail. You know God is a spirit but God is also very practical in many ways just do this and this will happen it's not that difficult so if you're very spiritual you can grasp this if you're not a spiritual person you can still grasp this because God is saying this do this and you'll have victory he's given us victory what do we, we have victory over the world we have victory over temptation we have victory over sin we have victory over discord and worry in our life we have victory over depression did you know that you have victory over depression i know that it comes and i know that some of us go through it i'm not again i'm not throwing stones i'm just trying to encourage you that if that's you and you find yourself in that place the first thing you need to do is understand that you have victory over it and you can come out of it we have victory over sickness we have victory over so many things we could go on and on we have victory over all of these things we need to even right now this morning let that be settled in your heart let it be settled in your heart let me by the way just say that Peter here is talking to those that know the Lord Jesus Christ and so if you're far from God and you're at a place in your life where you don't know God, or you've never given your life to Christ, that's obviously the first step. All right, because you could do these things all you want. He's speaking to those that know him, that know him intimately, that have made Jesus uh, Lord of their life. And so you have victory over all of these things in your life. And notice the words that I'm saying to you before we move on is you have victory because the word says he has given us. Not he will give or is going to think about giving or maybe if we do the right thing, then he'll probably give it. No, he has given us. Can we just settle that? I don't want to beat a dead horse, but can we settle that in our hearts? He's given us this already. You have you have, a victory. He's, he's given you all things that pertain to life. But now, so he's given us that. He's given us the Holy Spirit. He's given us the knowledge. We just read it. He's given us wisdom. He's given those things. Now what is our part? He's done his part. What is our part? He's saying, now here's what I want you to do. You have faith. We'll talk about that just for a few moments. Now I want you to add to that these other things. So let's start with this first key, faith. Here's the thing about this first key, faith. The first thing you need to understand about this first key is that he doesn't say add to your life faith no he says add to your faith so this is assuming that you already have faith right you already have faith you have it according to Romans 12 3 if you have given your life to the Lord then he has given you and I love, I know that, I, I love the New King James version of the Bible, and of course I uh, cross-reference many different versions a lot of times uh, when studying, and uh, I, I do prefer the New King James, but for this particular um, Passage of Scripture. I really love the King James. I think it's a little more accurately translated. One small word in there, because the New King James and some other versions says that in Romans 12:3, he has given you a measure of faith. It starts out, "Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to, but soberly." Before uh, he has given to everyone a measure of faith. Well, when you think about a measure of faith, you got to think about well, what does that mean? A measure. I mean, did some people get a quart? Did some people get a pint? Do some people get three ounces? What, you know, what does that mean? And when you go back and, and look it up, you know, and look up the Greek word and all that, it more directly translates to what the, the King James says, the measure of faith. Now, see, that indicates that when you're saved, he gives everybody the same measure of faith. We all have. When you, when you give your life to the Lord, you say, Lord Jesus, I, do, I, I confess with my mouth that you are Lord, and I believe it in my heart that God raised you on the third day. And when you accept him, you repent of your sins, and you accept him in your life. He commands us to be baptized, right? And when you, when you do those things and accept God in your life, boom, you are given the measure of faith. You have a measure of faith. Now, you might say, well, you know, Brother Mike, I, I hear what you're saying, but... It just seems like when I look at Carla and when I look at Brother James and when I look at Brother Travis and some other people and Jody, and uh, it just seems like they just have more faith. And, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I, it seems like when I pray for people, nothing happens. And when Eldon prays for somebody, just immediately, you know, it just uh, uh, everything happens. And it seems like they have more faith. Well, think of it this way. I believe that faith is kind of like a muscle. That's the best way I can explain it, one of the muscles in your body you know when i look at someone else uh who you know is real muscular like jared you know kind of looks like the rock and uh you know then i look in the mirror and i'm saying you know something ain't something don't jive here you know it's uh some, one of these things is not like the other you know and uh but what happens is uh, he added some resistance. There was some resistance that came uh, to, his, to his muscles <laughs> that caused them to grow. There were some trials and tribulations that his muscles went through, come on, at the gym that caused them to grow. And I believe the same thing with your faith. You must exercise your faith. Your faith does you no good sitting on the shelf. <laughs> now here's what it is. Faith defi- this, Faith has, there's many different Greek words and also Hebrew words in the Old Testament, uh, a few a few different ones uh, that translate to faith. But in this instance, pistis, in this particular passage of Scripture, uh, is the Greek word. And it means simply this. It means strong confidence in, strong confidence and reliance upon someone or something, often With the object now here's the part of it the object of trust understood in other words if you have faith in the Lord then there's just no doubt the object of trust is simply understood it's just understood faith in this context is used as a prepositional object right and to he said add to your faith to be in the preposition here in other words here's what I'm trying to say is you have it already is what he was what I'm trying to say He's saying you have it. Now I just want you to add to it. You have the faith already. Now, you know, we can't talk about these other things. We can't talk about virtue and godliness and brotherly kindness and all of the other, these other things unless we first establish that we have the first thing. We have this thing first. So understand that you have faith. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Uh, Paul said this to the church at Thessalonica he said finally brethren pray for us that the word of the Lord may run swiftly and be glorified just as it is with you and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men now watch what he says here for not all have faith for not all have faith now if you look at that scripture you say well brother Mike you just said uh, everybody uh, has faith well no that's not really what I said what I said is if you gave your life to the Lord <laughs> all right and so if you look at this scripture in 2nd Thessalonians 3 1 and 2 it says that that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men well you and I are not unreasonable and wicked even though some act like that sometimes but that's not who you are That's not who you are so they so not all have faith but guess what? You do. You have faith. We are not classified as unreasonable and wicked. We're talking about the God-given kind of faith. God has given you. This is, uh, that's the, the scripture I believe in Ephesians. Uh, you know, we are sustained by the faith of Jesus Christ. This is the faith that he has given you. You have that kind of faith. Here's, here's what I want to emphasize with that. Because a lot of us think, you know, my faith, my faith is not that good. I don't know. My faith is not that strong. Jesus gave you the faith. So you have his faith. You are sustained by the faith of Jesus Christ. He gave it to you. He gave it. So you have the same. So if you start downing your faith, you're downing his faith. Come on, do you see that? You're slapping him in the face, saying your faith is not good enough. He said, well, I gave you my faith. My faith was good enough to, be, to raise me from the dead. My faith was good enough to open blind eyes. My faith was good enough to resurrect uh, Lazarus, bring him back. Come on. That, you're saying my faith is not good enough? Yes, it's good enough. And you have it. You have that God-given faith. All people have that human sort of faith. I know that I just want to make that distinction we're not talking about in other words when you came in here today when you came into this building today and uh, you you said all right I'm, I'm not going to stand you know the whole time I'll stand during maybe worship time or greeting time but you know when this guy starts talking I'm gonna sit down so you said I'm gonna I'm sit down I'm gonna take a seat now my question for you is did you bring a structural engineer with you to examine this chair to make sure that it would be able to hold your body when you sit down right no I know it's a ridiculous question but we didn't do that we just trusted that it's a seat and it's gonna hold me you didn't think twice about it that it's gonna fall apart in fact it would be a big shock and a surprise to you if your seat fell apart when you sat on it maybe not to me when I sit on it because I know I need to do a few more sit-ups but uh, to most of you it may be that way so we all have that human kind of faith, but that's not the kind of faith we're talking about. We're not talking about faith that describes a religion. What faith are you? Are you Muslim? Are you Hindu? Are you Christian? Are you Catholic? Of what faith are you? We're not talking about that kind of faith. We're talking about pistis, the God-given faith, the faith that God gave you when you gave your life to him. So the first thing you need to know is that you have it. You have this kind of faith. You know and, and then the second thing is faith is not a synonym this faith that I'm talking about is not a synonym for Christianity or any other religion that's not the kind of faith I'm talking about I'm talking about the faith that God gave you Galatians 6:10 says therefore as we have opportunity let us do good to all especially to those who are of the household of faith when Paul spoke this to the Galatians he wasn't talking about uh, other religions when he's talking about household of faith he's talking to Christians. So be good to everyone, Christians. Be good to everybody. I don't care what faith they are or what their sexual preference is or what color they are. We show love and we're good to everyone. And then especially those of the household of faith. Don't turn your back on those of the household of faith. And then we need to understand that faith is action. Paul told Timothy this in 1 Timothy 4-7. You know it. You've heard it before. He said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Faith is action. I'll tell you what faith is not. Faith is not, and this is all, I'm, it, it encompasses this, but it doesn't stop here. Faith is not just believing for what you want, and that's it. That's where it stops. All I'm believing for what I want okay faith is not just stopping short We're just believing what I want because here's what happens is a lot of times we, we, we hear these messages and we, we, we say I'm gonna apply my faith I need a house I need a car I need a job I need a husband I need whatever it is you need and you begin to believe for what you want but what we really need to understand is that we need to believe that God is everything that we need if you start there he'll take care of everything else he'll take care of everything else that doesn't mean don't believe for what you want I'm not saying that but what I'm saying is we just get so focused on that part of it and we leave we leave out that God is all that we need it's about relationship at the end of the day that's really what he wants with us is a relationship you know we we people of faith sometimes we get so focused on results And you know we want results we need results we live to get results but God you know he's what he's really telling us is is you know you're so focused on the results and you forget about the obedience God says you focus on the obedience and let me worry about the results I got the results I've already got the. I got healing provision money all that kind of because you gotta remember God lives in eternity so everything you need with everything that's coming for you he's already he's already there he's already got it and so we have to so he's saying listen for you to get there where i am you need to be obedient worry about the ob- you know what faith really is faith is being obedient faith is hearing the word of god and doing what he says remember that mary knew so much about faith i believe and it was and she didn't even use the word faith she just said whatever he says do it that's that's faith right there we just got water, and it's not even drinking water. It's water that we use to wash our hands, and, uh, you know, but that's all we got, and we need wine. Whatever he says, do it. That's faith. That's faith. That's what we need to do. Stop worrying so much about the results. Let God worry about the results. But some of us are in that place where I'll believe it when I see it, even if you don't express that, really in your heart. Really in your heart, that's, that's where you are, and that's what you're saying. I'll believe it when I see it but faith says I'll believe it until I see it come on I'll believe it until I see it now faith is the, evidence, is, is the evidence of things not seen come on I'll believe it until I if you see it and you have it you don't need faith let me tell you this about faith uh, just about to wrap up here but let me tell you this about faith this first thing we, we've established you don't have to add faith to your life know that you have it the other thing is that faith is a law it's a law Romans 327 Paul says where is boasting then it is excluded by what law of works no but by the law of faith so this faith we're talking about it's a law and it's not a law like you know the speed limit you know where you can go a little bit over the speed limit And if the policeman sees you and the speed limit is 55 and you're doing 60 you know most of the time they're gonna let go you can you know you can kind of break that law faith is not a law like that faith is like a universal law you know those laws that Newton discovered an object in motion will stay in motion unless acted upon by an outside force and all of that kind of stuff it's a law like gravity I mean you can try to break the law you know you can you can you can go up on top of this building and uh, you can just say, you know what? Uh, just like you say about the speed limit. I, you know, speed limit, this is too slow. And uh, I'm, I'm gonna at least do five miles over the speed limit. You could try to do that with gravity. Look, gravity, I'm, I'm tired of gravity. I, I don't believe in it. And I'm not going to abide by it anymore. So you can go up on the r- roof of this building, jump off without a parachute, and break the law. And it will break you <laughs> because the law's not moving. <laughs> and the law of faith is the same way it's just a law it just works it just works that's why i said if that's why now you're starting to see that's why he's saying if you do these things you will never stumble the problem is when we stumble i'm not prophesying that you're going to stumble but i'm saying when we stumble it's it's not a matter of oh uh i'm stumble so Oh, guess what uh, forget it my life is over because I stumbled because pastor Mike read that scripture and said we will never stumble if we do these things don't be discouraged just know that you didn't do these things and tomorrow do them that's all it God is practical you know I mean I know we're humans but it's just how we look at it you know if, if you do stumble just know where it came from it's no mystery sometimes we look like it's a it's a, some kind of big mystery we're trying to figure it out what is it I, I can't figure it out you know it's, it, there's only a few things I remember one time when I was uh, working on my computer and uh, I mean the thing wouldn't turn on nothing would happen you know I was trying to turn it on it wouldn't turn on and uh, I thought was well, the hard drive bad uh, you know did the motherboard go bad I mean is it the video card what is it and then finally I said dummy is it plugged in and it, sometimes we just try to make things so hard it wasn't plugged in, it wasn't charged up. Simple, Bloop, plug it in. You got no power, maybe it's unplugged. We try to make it hard. Faith is a way of living. The other thing is faith to be lived. It's not one time action. It's not one confession only. Uh, it's a continual confession. Listen, you are you saved by, by grace you are saved, or by faith you are saved, Through grace not of yourselves it is the gift of God but remember Romans 10 and 9 and 10 where it talks about confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus it's not a one-time thing you can't confess it one day and say well yeah I believe I said it that day I mean I don't really believe it today but I said it the other day no it's a continual confession isn't it I mean even you may not speak those words but they're understood once you speak it every day, you confess Jesus as Lord and Savior. And so faith is to be lived. It's a way of living, not a way of doing things sometimes. It's not a feeling, something material that you possess. Faith is a way of living. And then lastly, faith is our guide. Turn to 2 Corinthians 5 7. I want you to turn to that one. You know it, it's a simple scripture. Uh, but I, I'd like for you to turn there with me. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. In verse number 7, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 in verse 7. Faith is our guide. It really guides us. And it goes right along. And I know that Psalms says, you know, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It is his word that is a lamp unto our feet light unto our path. But understand that faith, it's a way of living and it is our guide. Do you have that scripture? Some of you have it. All right, those of you who have it, say it with me. Here we go. One, two, three. For we walk by faith. Excellent. You read that very good. Now, let's speak that out like we believe it. One, two, three. For we. Very simple. Very simple. But we must get that in our spirit. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So this first one, this first one in this first week here, no adding. This understanding, understanding that you are a people of faith and that you have faith.